The Fake Show is brought to you by Threads of Envy, the law firm of Hutchison & Stefan, the Craft House Brewery, the Tone Factory Recording Studio, Moonshot.com t-shirt designs, and by Mr. Antenna. Now your host, Jim Tofty. Multi-instrumentalist and singer David Freiberg played a huge part in the San Francisco Summer of Love music scene, founding Quicksilver Messenger Service before becoming a member of Jefferson Airplane and then Jefferson Starship. His adventures along the way were pretty amazing too, including having one of his songs in the new film Cocaine Bear, and Starship is in the midst of another tour as I've got David Freiberg on the line right now in California. How you doing, David? Welcome to the show. And by the way, congratulations on your song, Jane, being in Cocaine Bear, this this juggernaut of a film, right? Yeah, who knew it was going to be a juggernaut? Well, we got contacted for it. I was like, really? Cocaine Bear? I couldn't imagine what it was about. A true story, I guess. Based on a true story. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I mean, it, bet, it better be better than true, because it's a pretty sad story. <laughs> I hear that they did a really good job of, 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 of really making it a, uh, a comedy horror thing. <laughs> yeah, and I always wonder how that works, David. Does the director, Elizabeth Banks, does she request that the song is used? How does that work? You know, I, I, I believe, well, she was in this movie called Wet, Wild America, Wet Hot American Summer. That is true. And they used Jane in that. And I have a feeling that that probably had something to do with it. Okay. Anyway, it, it, so, it, so it must, must be the emblematic of, of, of anything that's happening in the 80s. Yeah. They <laughs> <laughs> would represent that, and thank goodness for that. To go back a, a little while before the 80s, at the beginning of your life and career and everything, um, I hear tell of you and some other folk singer types who were arrested in Mexico in 1962. How did that happen? <laughs> oh yeah, I was I was I, I, I was a real peacemaker back then, and I, I wouldn't say that I'm not I'm not still I, I don't think I've changed very much. Yeah, I don't think war is a very good idea. And anyway, so we and 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 getting along with everybody is a good idea. So I we got but there were three of us that were folk singers for peace, and we decided to, the idea was to go to Mexico and and continue on uh, just living with the people and going all the way down all the way to Argentina or all the way down as far as we could go. And we uh, apparently sang for, must have been a communist organization. We just sang for anybody that asked us to. We've just, they arrested us as agitators, deported us. You got deported from Mexico. And I read that the story then, you kind of worked your way up through Texas, and that is where you met a then 19-year-old Janis Joplin, is that correct? Janice and a, and a guy named Chet Helms, who was instrumental in, op- in opening up a, the Avalon Ballroom, which was one of the big yeah. big venues in San Francisco. And they both came up, and I, I traded addresses, and we said, that "You might like it in San Francisco." We said, and uh, and they showed, and I think they both stayed on our on, on our living room living room floor in San Francisco for maybe a week. How did you then come to form Quicksilver Messenger Service? Because I know that you would then often go on the same bill as the Grateful Dead and Jefferson Airplane. Well, it was it was time to most, mostly through a couple of pot buds. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was I, 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 Paul Kantner and I uh, tried to be folk singers for a while. 
trial together, and then I got arrested, and I decided I better go straight, and I went and got a straight job, and hating it all the way, and I, and then I got arrested again for the same thing. Well, but, yeah, know, I, I guess you didn't bit, go too straight. A little bit of, little bit of marijuana, uh-huh. and all came to visit me in, in, while I was in jail waiting to get out, get, a, get on bail, and said, we're starting this band called, with Marty Ballin called, and we think we're going to call it Jefferson Starship. And I said, well, I've been trying to get a band together, but that sounded great, you know. And then when I got out, uh, the people I'd been hanging with, we ended up, you know, it's a longer story than that. I don't think we have time to tell it now, but yeah. it ended up being over. Was there a thought, too, among folk singers, because I, I think of Bob Dylan, I guess, but with the emergence of the Beatles, that, hey, we better plug in and go electric? I will not deny that. That was certainly a big influence on every single one of us. Uh-huh. <laughs> How could it not be? Good Lord, those people go see those movies, and, and they, those guys are living just like we want to. Any thought to playing in a symphonic-type setting? Because I know about your classically uh, trained background in the violin, and was there any thought to go in a different direction there? Actually, at Jefferson Starship, we do have a bunch of a bunch of uh, symphony orchestra arrangements, you know, al- already made, and we have played with the uh, Dayton Philharmonic and the Columbus, Ohio Philharmonic. And we are we are doing one. I have been in less about in about a week and a half in Buffalo with the Buffalo, New York Philharmonic. David, when you joined Airplane Starship, was there any room for your Opinion with all those big voices like Marty Ballin and Paul Kantner, Grace Slick. Oh, everybody! Everybody was writing songs during in Jefferson Starship, and so you know, I got a, a, quite a few songs there. But I mean, Jane was the big the big kid, of course. But yeah, I mean, we all, everybody collaborated. I, I, there was everybody. Everybody got their got their word, and everybody wrote tunes. Wasn't it you who did that great organ riff in Miracles? Was that you on the keyboards? I, I was on the organ. Yeah. Yeah. Well, David and uh, Jefferson Starship are currently touring the United States, and there is an upcoming date, April twenty eighth, at the Pepper Mill in West Wendover, Nevada, and you can get uh, more information at jeffersonstarship.com. David, great talking to you, and good luck with your cocaine bear adventures. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> nice talking to you, buddy. Good, good luck on the tour. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. And as David alluded to in our interview, the real story of the cocaine bear is actually a lot more tragic for the bear than the film it's based on. In fact, director Elizabeth Banks says the movie is more of a revenge flick for the bear. Well, that finishes this episode of the Fake Show podcast. Thanks so much for stopping by. I'm Jim Tofty. I'll see you next time. Listen to The Fake Show anywhere on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, and thefakeshow.com.